This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the Green Solution. They've got 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com, order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online, and then head to the closest green solution for pickup. Use that code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high, the best part of the week. In a perfect stranger as they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in every day with the good folks down DNVR Alright, welcome in to the DNVR Broncos podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee Of course... When you get that Strava Craft coffee, use that code DNVR20 to get 20% off your purchase of that rich, tasty, CBD-infused coffee. All right, Zach. Two, well, good morning. Good morning. Two huge events last night. One, of course, bigger than the other, (laughs) Bachelor Episode 2. Unfortunately, didn't get around to that. So we're going to have to wait for the Bachelor talk. I know everyone is really disappointed about that. Um, I'm shocked that they tried to go up against the national championship game. I, same audience you know no <laughs> i wonder i'd love to see the ratings comparison mm. do, do you think last night's game had the best ratings ever for a college game i mean not only did you have two 14 and 0 teams you had two back-to-back number one picks and what was supposed to be a pretty good game and it, it was fairly close man it was kind of a weird game. Yeah. I for sure. So early on, I was like, ooh, defensive battle. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, we're going full <laughs> shootout. Yeah. And then there was just a huge offensive lull yep. for like the whole the third whole, quarter. Yep. yep. So a really weird game. You know what the over under was? 60 something? 67 and a half. And you know how many? 67. Po- 67. <laughs> God dang. How do they do that? That's insane. <laughs> like, honestly, how do they do that? I have no and idea. And why has no one else been able to replicate right. what they've done to just be able to beat them at their own game? Yep. Yep. Also, the fact that, like, their goal isn't necessarily to get it perfect. Yeah. Their goal is to get equal money on both sides. So, does that mean that, like, like human influence somehow changes these things betters are actually the smart ones yeah or just like somehow it balances out to whatever's going to happen based on what (laughs) what half the world thinks right right (laughs) i don't know maybe i'm getting too deep um (laughs) for a tuesday morning trevor lawrence man i mean it's not like that you should be down on him all of a sudden because he had one bad game in his career. Yeah, literally but, first loss. Yeah, first loss of his <laughs> en- entire college life. Uh, but man, it didn't look good. No. Didn't look good at all. He, no. It's weird. I've never felt this. I, maybe I've seen it before, but I don't remember it. In baseball, you'll talk about a pitcher overstriding, right? Right. They're stepping too far. 
which is throwing off their mechanics and making them wild. Yep. You talk about it a lot in baseball. You can see it, you know, first inning, oh, he's overstriding. Pitching coach comes out, they talk about it, he tries to figure it out. Yep. That's what I, that's what it looked like Trevor Lawrence was doing. He was stepping too hard into his throws, I thought, which was throwing off he wasn't be he was actually losing power because of that. And like the throw when he had that dude coming across the middle, he skipped it like 8 yards short. There was yep. that. Then there's I think he overthrew his receivers. 11 times yeah I was gonna literally every time I thought okay he's gonna get back on track Clemson's gonna pull within especially in the third quarter when there was that offensive lull it was I mean on third downs he was literally like throwing the ball 10 yards above guys out of bounds it I, I was like is this really the guy that had like near perfect quarterback rating for like five straight weeks this season yeah it was weird uh and it didn't like pressure was a part of it but it it wasn't all of it. So, I don't know. Obviously, he's going to have a whole year to bounce back now. Um, yeah, was, do you think all the talks of him sitting out next year are going to go away? Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got to go back. They're now the favorites. I was actually kind of hoping that for some reason, like, the world will be low on them. I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to come in on Clemson. That's going to be my big take of the year. Uh, and then I realized they're two to one favorites to win the national championship. Wow! Next year. So people aren't just believing that Ed Ogeron's going to find the next guy. Nope. Um, I Ed don't know. Ogeron. God, I love him, <laughs> dude. I absolutely. I, How like, can you not? My, I can't remember the last time I had a a, a man crush <laughs> this strong on anyone that wasn't involved with like CU football. <laughs> yeah. It was like Mel Tucker and now Ed O. Yep. Yep. He is so awesome. He is. So we got a hot take from Dags. He says, much love, RK and Zach. And he said, hot take, when all is said and done, Drew Locke will have a better NFL career than Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Look at him teasing us right into <laughs> our first segment conversation. Zach, you wanted to ask. So go I ahead. did. I did. Ryan, you've been gone on the record saying how you'd rather have Drew Locke than Trevor Lawrence. After last night, I can understand why. But the other guy we haven't talked about, Joe Burrow. Six touchdowns, over 500 yards accounted for, over 50 through the air, or on the ground, over 450 through the air. Just an unstoppable force. Do you still want to have Drew Locke over Trevor Lawrence? You mean over Joe Burrow? No, no, over Trevor oh, Lawrence. Oh, yes, Do you still want course. that? What about this other guy? Yep. Still take Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yep. Wow. Drew Locke has done it in the pros. There are no guarantees. Do you know how many guys have looked amazing in college and not done it in the pros? Yeah. Now, do I think Joe Burrow's probably going to be a good pro? Yes. Um, but I wouldn't – I mean, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. Mm-hmm. And you got one in the hand. So you'd rather have Drew Locke than Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. Well, not if I got like a package deal with both of them, <laughs> because then there's a chance there's a better chance of one of one of them working out. But yeah, easily for me, I w- I'm taking the proven player. I'm taking the guy who has done it in the NFL. Now, does he have places to go? Yes, but he has a stronger arm than Joe Burrow. Uh, Burrow's probably a little more fleet of foot, but not by that much. Right. And again, he's proven it in the NFL. So. I know, I know that players respond to him in the locker room in the NFL. Again, another big change. I know that you know he has all the work ethic that is necessary to succeed at the NFL. And I'm not saying that I think that Burrow won't do any things, any of these things. But I'm like, when I think about Drew Locke, I'm like, what, what box doesn't he check? 
And I don't, I never come to one. I can't find one. I don't know what box he doesn't check. I have no idea why he fell to the second round. Right. So if you go back and redraft right now, I think that that uh, Drew Locke is the second quarterback taken off the board this year. And I think he's a high first round draft pick. Um, so for me, again, I just, maybe this, this will come back and look bad at me, but I am going to take the guy who has done it in the NFL level. He's won four out of the five games he started. That's 80% math guy. <laughs> and I've, I don't have any knocks on him. I can't find knocks. Yeah, and and I can't either, Ryan. You know that no one was higher on Drew Locke than me. I said I would have not just drafted at 10 last year. I would have traded up to go get him. But we're talking about the unanimous number one overall pick with Joe Burrow this year. And it's not a knock on Drew Locke to say that I would take Joe Burrow over him. In fact, let's throw Joe Burrow, what, what he just did in last year's draft class with Drew Locke. It probably, in my book, it would have gone Joe Burrow, Drew Locke, Kyler Murray. So I agree. He would have been my second quarterback taken as well. Just Joe Burrow is the guy that so takes the leap above him. So you're going back to last year's draft right. and, and inserting Joe Burrow right. with, with what all he's what done right about. now. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, if the, are the Cardinals Kyler. still picking first? No, no. This is just like my book. Okay. Is my this book is your board. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Zach's big board. <laughs> Everyone's waiting with, with, what's the word? Waiting with baited. The salivating? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe someone can chime Baited in. Baited anticipation? Something like, yeah, someone can tell us. I don't know. Help <laughs> us out here. Um, yeah, maybe I'm crazy for this, but I'm still taking Drew. And, and I, here's the thing. He, I think the commenter said he's going to have a better career than Trevor Lawrence. Was yeah. that what it was? Better NFL career than Trevor Lawrence. And he already said, nailed it, RK, with a Schirmer offense. Schirmer. <laughs> With a Shermer offense, Locke will be in the mix for MVP next year. Mm. <laughs> so I was actually thinking about this yesterday, and I wrote about it um, right after the season. <laughs> I said all these guys have had MVP-like campaigns in their second year as a starter. Each and every one of them is because uh, an offense was designed for them, right? And they just flourished. Yep. I wonder what the odds are on Drew Locke for MVP next year. You can get some really good odds. Really good one. Yep. Really good one. I'm not saying it's breath. Huh? Baited breath. Baited breath. Yes. Ah, Waiting with baited breath. You got like 10 people who responded. (laughs) So say thank you to the audience. You guys rule. (laughs) You're the best. I was about to say baited lips. And I was like, "Eh, that sounds weird. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, it might be something that, you know, I I wouldn't say it's a bad bet to sprinkle 10 bucks on Drew Locke for MVP next year. And I bet they're even, the odds are even worse because of kind of what we talked about yesterday, that there's a, a, the expectation that it's going to be two steps back for not just Drew Locke, but for the whole offense, because there's a new offense here. But Ryan, it's not out of the possibility that it's actually 10 steps forward kind of right away because Drew Locke says, ah, thank you. You're giving me a quarterback friendly system and you're going to call quarterback friendly plays. Yes. Well, I will take that big step instead of stepping back. Now, would I be surprised if they took a step back? Absolutely not. But with Shermer, it wouldn't be a shock if it if it just took off right away. This isn't the greatest example, but you know who else has had five coordinators in five years? <sighs> who? The Tennessee Titans. Really? And they hit on one. They got the right quarterback in there for his system, and then they just went, you know? So while it looks bad, and there's, I don't really think there's any real defending it. No, it's bad. Uh, it's bad. But 
if you land on one and it actually works, well, then it doesn't look bad anymore. You know, right. it only looks bad until it doesn't look. Bad. I mean, it's just like the conversation with John Elway. If Drew Locke turns out to be the guy we think he can be, people 10 years down the line, 15 years down the line are going to even the haters of John Elway are going to say, man, what a great GM. He got Peyton Manning here, two Super Bowls appearances with Peyton, uh, you know, made one of the best defenses of all time, won a Super one Bowl. One of the best offenses of all time. Or exactly, the best both. Of all time. Yes, exactly. And then got Drew Locke. And look, the, we, the Broncos have been to, what, three Super Bowls under him. They're going to forget about Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, uh, Joe Flacco. All, all of that's going to be gone. What, once you get and land on one offensive coordinator um, or uh, a quarterback, everything else is forgotten. It's true. It's true. Um, but you got to land on one. Yes. You, <laughs> you got to hit. You, gotta, you eventually have to hit. And maybe the Broncos have in two different facets here. I want to um, correct myself because mm. I said a couple things yesterday that upon further reflection, and I think one of them we actually talked about later in the podcast – um, but I was like really wrong. I, I can admit when I was wrong. <laughs> um, I mentioned we we were talking about the four best players on offense: Drew Locke, Philip Lindsay, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. And I said three of those guys are really happy about this. Noah Fant maybe not as happy. That's not true. Noah Fant's probably the most happy. Right. Maybe. Uh, and and the more we talked about this, the more we started to realize it. Noah Fant's not going to be asked to block nearly yep. as much. Noah Fant is going to be used more as a wide receiver. Um, I mean, like literally they're probably going to line him up as yep. the wide receiver a lot more and he's going to get uh, a lot more matchup like Pat Shermer loves to take a tight end and give him great matchups right. we're talking about Kyle Rudolph has had his best seasons with him um, Ingram was on his pace to have a really his best season with him Zach Ertz had his best seasons with him so Shermer knows how to use a tight end yeah. that's good news yeah and uh, the Evan Ingram was viewed so differently by some people coming out of the draft because some were like, well, he's a tight end, but he's only half a tight end. He's only receiving tight end. And, and they knocked him because he wasn't big enough. He wasn't able to block because he wasn't strong enough. And other people just viewed him as, yeah, we, you can call him a tight end, but he's a receiver. And for those people, that Evan Ingram is fantastic. And that's – why would you not treat Noah Fant like that? Why would you not just say, yeah, well, we're going to continue to have you learn to block. You know, we'll have you work with Mike Munchak occasionally. But not just in because last year when we talked about Noah Fant, we said don't let his lack of blocking keep him, keep him off the field. Why not? Why don't we just have that mindset for the foreseeable future? I mean, for, for his career, because we were saying, you know, he's going to learn blocking. It's going to take him a year or two. Why not just say, yeah, you're going to be a dangerous receiver. I have no disagreements with that. Um, that's exactly what they should have done from the start. I get wanting to make him a more well-rounded player. And again, kind of like what I mentioned with Drew Locke yesterday, he's probably better off for the long run because of going through what he went through this season. But I wonder if he's thinking like, man, I just studied for a test that we don't even have to take. Right. You know, right. like that probably uh, there's a little bit of that feeling in yeah. the back of his head. Like you were that guy. You were, the, you were the guy who showed up to the test so prepared. And then the teacher was like, guess what, guys? No test. And you're like, what do you, what do you mean, no test? I just I spent eight hours studying for this last night. I was the guy who was like, was, I was watching the national championship until 1030 last night. And then I just went to bed. 
All right, we got some Periscope questions. We got, how much flack do you guys put into the rumors that Shermer loved Locke in the draft? And then Vant could be the new Gronk in playing the power spread. And One at a time, one at a time. Zach's <laughs> looking like a snack today. Mm, is, that, is that good, Ryan? Can you... Uh, <laughs> that is a nice shirt. Little flannel? Okay, first one. How much flack do you guys give into the rumors that Shermer loved Locke in the I draft? Do they mean stock? How much stock do you right? Mean? Yeah. Um, How much Joe Flacco do you give into that? I don't. I don't know. Uh, like, I hope that that was true. Right. I also hope that it wasn't true that uh, he really wanted Daniel Jones. Right, and and that's exactly it. Yes, he may have loved Drew Locke, but in the end, and Dave Gettleman has made it very clear one when they drafted him and after the season, after they moved on from him, in in terms of giving him credit for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones really seems like it was Pat Shermer's guy, and he really liked him. He didn't just sign off on him. Why does he like mediocre quarterbacks so much? (laughs) And Dave Gettleman actually gave credit to Pat Shermer for, quote-unquote, finding and identifying Daniel Jones. So, yes, I I think it's great that there's reports out there that that Pat Shermer really liked Drew Locke. I mean, it's easy to say now that you really liked him after you saw him go 4-1. and Um, and uh, he has, like we said, what could you look at Drew Locke and say you don't like, whether it's coming out of college or whether it's his five games that he's been in the NFL. So, yeah, I it's great that he likes Drew Locke, but he didn't draft him. He had an opportunity to draft him at five. I, I honestly, honestly do not understand how it is possible to have been in Mobile and ended up coming and come away from that liking Daniel Jones more than Drew. I don't know how it's possible. Yep. And remember, this is not me being biased <laughs> no. because now Drew Locke was four and one as a starter for the Denver Broncos. No, we sat there on the podcast, and yep. I can dig up the clips if you really want to call me on this. One year ago. One year ago, and said, Daniel Jones kind of sucks, <laughs> and Drew Locke is a boss. Yep. And I just, I, I question your eyes if you came away from that saying like we got to get daniel jones asap yeah and they wanted daniel jones so bad they weren't willing to wait to pick 17 to with the chance of losing him i just i i just hope that Shermer. we're never gonna know the real there's only one chance of us ever knowing the real story and it involves a a bit of luck in a in in a central american state <laughs> yeah. i'm picking up what you're putting down <laughs> so hopefully one day we get the true story but um we might never know because of course when when we talk to him he's gonna say he loved drew lock right. and of course that's a huge reason why this job was attracted to him and they might yep. trade drew lock tomorrow and you know <laughs> like right. and he has no recourse on yep. that yeah so we'll never we'll never really know yeah exactly and ryan you had something else to clear the air about. Yes, one other thing I said, and I'm very happy to be wrong about this one, <laughs> uh, is that LaVisca Chenault wouldn't be as good of a fit in this offense as he would have been in Scangarello's offense. And then I also said, like, if he doesn't fit in your offense, you're an idiot. But right. um, this offense really values yards after the catch. And LaVisca Chenault is the king yeah. of yards after the catch when it comes to this draft class or maybe ever. Um, if you if you watch his film, all you'll see is yards after the catch. And yards after contact too. Like mm-hmm. that's just what he does. Yep. And um so this offense, it's going it would make a lot of sense. It would be it wouldn't be the normal, I guess, thing that they've done in terms of that position, but 
they really like getting guys underneath, getting them open, and letting them run. He would be almost, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the third receiver, he, he would be kind of the role of the third receiver, although he'd be the second receiver in terms of, you know, Cortland Sutton would be outside all yep. the time. LaVisca wouldn't, even though he'd be the second guy, he'd be all over the field. He'd be inside, he'd be in the backfield, he would be outside sometimes, but he wouldn't be that traditional second wide receiver just on the outside. I think it'd be a little bit of everything. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like if you draft Cor- or if you draft LaVisca Chenault and you're a, a wide receiver needy team who needs a wide receiver one and you're just like, you're going to run X routes all day and that's just who you are now. That's like putting Lamar Jackson under center. Right. You know, it's just, it doesn't make sense. Can he succeed? Sure. But you're just, you're, you're doing, you're being dumb. Right. Like if you're going to invest that much into LaVisca Chenault, let him be LaVisca Chenault. And you are going to have to throw a little bit of caution to win in terms of the injuries. You're going to have to use him in um, short yarded situations from a wildcat position. Like if you're not doing that, then why did you invest in this guy? You know, he literally said that's his favorite play. It's favorite play to run. It's not like he was like, oh yeah, when I was in college, they forced me to run. <laughs> no, that's what he wants to do. Right. Uh, so he wants the yards after. He just wants to blow people up. Yeah. Like you have you seen the highlight of what he did to that dude in the Stanford game <laughs> yeah. to seal that game? Like that was fun for him. Yeah. He took an end around, came around the corner. It was fourth and one. This is this is uh, towards the end of the game, and he, the dude met him at the line of scrimmage, and he blasted him three weeks into the past <laughs> and got the first down. That's fun for him. He likes doing that. Yeah, so. and, and additionally, with this offense, all the, the pre-snap motion that goes on, it's kind of like a Sean McVay offense where literally there's someone going every single play back and forth. And LaVisca, if you send Cortland Sutton across every time, you probably know what he's going to do. He's probably going to end up on the outside uh, and just run a route. With LaVisca, you don't know. And it, it keeps the defense on their toes. Yeah. Oh, man. The pop pass. Yep. All that stuff. Yep. Really dangerous. So those were two things that I wanted to clear up. As you know, when we – it wasn't an instant reaction, but it, we had – I mean, we hadn't had time to really, really know exactly what Pat Shermer is going to do. And if you want to know exactly what Pat Shermer is going to do, yes. then go on to the dnvr.com right now and read Andre's film room. It is – Splendid. With that, we have a comment that um, someone made saying Andre's film room on Shermer was on point. What do you guys think? Oh, it was it's incredible. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I. It's so funny. So when, and I don't mean to toot our own here, horn here too much, but when the Broncos hired Pat Shermer, I instantly Googled Pat Shermer offense. I wanted to just like, I wanted to read a film room about it. Right. It just didn't exist. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like. I wanted to see examples of plays that he likes. And, and so I could have come on the podcast yesterday and talk though. That didn't exist. Right. It wasn't in the air. It didn't, it, it didn't happen. Nope. Not like no one's, no one does things the, the way that we and do. And now from this film room room, not only do you see tons of clips of exactly what this offense is going to look like from, from Pat Shermer, but you also get a breakdown of where it comes from. Uh, what exactly what you're going to see. It's Andre's the king of these. Okay, well, I have other points that I want to make, but we have so many comments today that I think we should get into those as quick as possible. And um, if I don't, 
I'll get to it. I'll get to it. <laughs> Let me just add a few comments, not questions, comments from people who are saying, um, I don't know how you could come back from Mobile liking anyone else after Drew's sideline interview. Uh Fant could be the new Gronk and playing the power spread. And then Nacho Brad chimed in with home with the flu. This is like hanging out with friends, but not good friends that would bring Brex. And Kale said, I am also home with the flu, guys. Oh, man. It's just a sick time in Colorado. I have never seen it happen like this. Like, I've heard like, oh, there's something going around, you know. I've never seen like everyone I know get sick at some point <laughs> yeah. during a, uh, a sick season. Yeah, this this one's brutal. And so anyone who's feeling sick get better soon. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Absolutely. Thanks for riding with us when you're home. Yeah, especially because this makes sense. this is like a perfect thing for when you're sick at home. Because what good TV is on at ten fifteen a.m. None. Yeah. No. Do you have uh, the Wheel of Fortune? No, no, that's at night. Uh, what am I thinking? The one that you pull. Oh, Price is Right. Price is Right. Yeah. I mean, that's go. actually good TV. So <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to slander it for. Uh, before we go too far, though, shout out to Breckeridge Brewery. The best. The absolute best. Um, going to have some celebratory Breck brews after this podcast just to celebrate that <laughs> we finished the podcast. Uh, and also, I have the Denver Sports Podcast. So if you're stick at home, you, you got yourself a little marathon here <laughs> yes, going Yes, you today. do. The best Tuesday Probably afternoon. Probably four hours of yep. podcasts that <laughs> yeah. you can tune into live. Uh, so shout out to Breck Brew for... Is TDSP going to be two hours or Probably. is this podcast going to be three hours? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Although uh, the people coming in for TDSP probably won't be stoked if we run three hours. Uh, and then? Know where you can get Breck Brews, Ryan? Where, Zach? Davidson's. And it's locally owned and operated with over 1,000 varieties of beer, including Breckenridge Brewery. They have wines from around the world, fine singles, single malts, and rare whiskeys. Download their app today and use the promo code FIRST10. That's F-I-R-S-T-10 to receive 10% off your purchase of $25 or more. This offer ends at the end of this month, so make sure you get in quick. They have two convenient locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch, or you can get your purchase conveniently delivered right to you. Remember, that code is FIRST, F-I-R-S-T-10-1-0, to receive 10% off your first order of $25 or more. All right, Ryan, let's listen. Let's, let's talk to the listeners. All right. First one here comes in from Antonio Acosta. He says, I understand the practices are limited, but can Shermer work with Locke to better understand the scheme he will be implementing? N- not really. Nope. Not really. No. He can send him a playbook. Yep. I'm, uh, they can exchange texts. I assume they can talk on the phone. Um, that sort of thing. They can't get out on the field. Right. And that's why it was a bigger deal that Drew Locke was going to talk with Peyton Manning this offseason because there's no restrictions on that. Personally, how much do you believe that this is enforced? I think if a player complains, like if a coach is saying, all right, let's meet all of this week in the middle of February, then that coach is going to get in trouble because the player is going to say, I want some time off. Yeah, I assume it's sort of like uh, dead periods in college recruiting, which is the, the the coaches can't call the players, but the players can call the coaches. Mm. And so if Drew Locke tells Pat Shermer, hey, let's go and meet me at the practice bubble or the practice facility. It's not a bubble anymore. And let's go over some of this stuff. I'm pretty sure that, that they can do that. Yeah, they probably do it at a park somewhere off off site. Ooh, like a like 
some park that's like in Castle Pines behind right. closed <laughs> gates. Yeah, exactly. Like this is where I imagine um, Peyton Manning and Brandon Stokely were like running around. Literally what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> what was going through my mind. I agree. So technically you're not allowed to. I would love. Uh, I guess there's only one place in the world we could find out if that actually happened. <laughs> it's in the middle of America. Um <laughs> I would hope to find out some way or another that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Next one from Minnesota. Paul. Hey, fellas. The offensive coordinator move was a shock to me, as I'm sure it was to many. I'll keep it short. I hope Fant continues to get heavy usage in, in this new system. I become a big fan of his. Also, you mentioned Shermer runs a lot more shotgun and three wide receiver sets. Does this change our offseason priorities? Does that wide receiver two become the absolute uncontested number one need this offseason? Thanks for your takes. Yeah, we talked about this yesterday. I think it does. And there's so many options. T. Higgins looked great in flashes last night. Mm-hmm. He's looked great over his career. He dominated Alabama last year in the championship game. Watch right? What you Don't say. you remember? Watch what you say. Um, and then uh, there's just so many options. I I understand the thought of if I'm saying, oh, there's so many options, and why don't you just wait till the second to get a guy? I hate that philosophy. Just get the best guy you can. Man, especially with this offense. You you have to get a second wide receiver. You you may go wide receiver in the first and third. Remember like um uh, Mike McCoy's going three wide and like Benny Fowler is your third? Like you can't live like that. As a Broncos fan, hearing the three wide over what you've seen the past five years has to has has to make you think, oh no. Not this game. But if it's executed right and you have the right players, then you're going to forget about how bad three wide looked. But it's because of, you know, that the execution, the quarterback, the talent at receiver that they didn't have when they were running this. It was bad. This offense, and people aren't going to like the way this sounds, and, and Andre mentioned this in his film room, this offense is kind of reliant on wide receivers getting themselves open, winning one-on-one matchups. Right. As much as you want them to, like Tim Patrick and and Deshaun Hamilton aren't going to be able to do that on a consistent basis. You got to have someone that makes those one of those guys' lives easy. You know, Deshaun Hamilton can beat the third option for another team. Second option, I don't think so. No, you need a guy like Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs, where Judy. I mean, his routes always are open. phenomenal. Yeah, and Henry Ruggs, he has the talent and the speed just to get open. So that's. You need someone there, and you yep. need him at 15. Absolutely. Moving on here to Broncology. Here's a thought. Maybe Scangarello, despite getting along with Locke, isn't sold on him. Maybe Fangio and LAR. Maybe Skangs wanted a free agent quarterback brought in, and Fangio doesn't. Maybe they moved on from Skangs because they want a guy like Shermer who loved Locke as a prospect and can maximize his potential. I can tell you I know for a fact that that's not true. But Skangs did love Drew Locke. Wasn't there some pushback from someone in the organization about the timing to play Drew Locke last year? Yes. Yes. And wouldn't it make sense that it could have been Skanes? Yes. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love Drew Locke. Sure, sure. But but maybe – and I don't know if that would be the reason because I, I don't think that that was the reason that Vic moved on from him. But maybe that was just frustration that Vic had throughout the season was – um, and then especially the last five games and seeing what he did and just being frustrated with the way that went. Not the reason they fired him, but just some frustration. Yeah, it is like sending that text to that girl, right? <laughs> if you're waiting for the perfect moment, it's never going to come. Right. You just got to send it. Yep. 
It may be 10 a.m., but take a drink, everyone who's playing the DNVR Broncos <laughs> podcast oh, drinking game. <laughs> yes, it was, that was a relationship. Or actually, reference. we've got a few people from Europe chiming oh. in, and it's nighttime for them. It's, so it's probably 5 o'clock. I'd, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Man, You, you could tell me it's 1 in the morning. Uh, you could tell me it's the same time, and I would probably be like, really? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Must what be if, something with like around them. What if we played the drinking game on this podcast sometime this offseason? Sounds fun to me. Dangerous. If the Broncos get a fourth away preseason game this year, oh yep, we're drinking for yep, it. Yep, I love that. I'm making an executive <laughs> decision. I look forward to it. Next one coming in. Do we finish that one? Um, no. He goes on and says, "Kudos to Elway for hiring a guy that is somewhat outside of the offensive scheme he generally likes to run." This screams to me hiring a guy Fangio wanted. Excited about the possibilities here. I I. I have been told this was Fangio's guy. Fangio really liked him. But I also saw people online being like, wow, Fangio overpowered LA for this situation. <laughs> it's like, no. Like, what? You don't just, you can't strong arm someone who has more power than you. No, no. He, so yeah. all that happened is Fangio made a really convincing case and LA yep. trusted him. Exactly. Exactly. Next one from Dan Burke. Looking into some Shermer offenses, it seems like he doesn't require a pure burner in the same way that Shanahan does, but he tends to like guys who can create yards by themselves and pick up significant yards after the catch. Now, Ruggs is a capable yards after the catch threat, but in my mind, this means that LaVisca and CeeDee Lamb stock is skyrocketing for the Broncos, and someone like Brandon... A uke. A uke could be someone that appears on their radar now. On the subject of wide receivers, given his familiarity with Shermer, if Stefan Diggs becomes available via trade, and it definitely seems like this may be the case, would y'all trade for him, and what would y'all give up for him if yes? I think it's Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. I'm a big fan of mm. his. Um, he was on my Pac-12 fantasy team this year. <laughs> he racked him up. He was awesome. F- no, but he actually is a, a really – He's kind of like a poor man's LaVisca Chenault. Okay. Like if you're going second round for that type of player, he's your guy. It, can you get him in the second round? I think so. Like, okay. It's There's so many wide receivers. I don't think like nine wide receivers are going in the first round. Like, I wouldn't think so. That would be crazy. But maybe everyone is thinking of situations like this where you might be able to trade for Stephon Diggs. Although, I don't why, – why would they be trading Stephon Diggs? I think there was uh, a lot of tension behind the scenes with, with Diggs and the organization. Well, let me tell you this. If you take good weapons away from Kirk Cousins, you're not going <laughs> to have a fun time. Would you trade a f- your 15th overall pick for Diggs? No. I wouldn't either. Would you trade your second rounder? No. Well, isn't he making like 15? Probably, yeah. It's a lot of money. It is. He's really good, though. So I, I may do second round, but no way. I'm, I'm getting a young guy. That's what I mean. Like you don't need to uh, give assets to the wide receiver position this year. Right. Uh, I've got some breaking news that will make you very happy, Ryan Koningsberg. You're already being tagged in this post. Noah Fant just tweeted, the fact that I'm actually getting invested into The Bachelor is rocking my world. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I thought he was going to say like, uh, I, the fact that they're investing the offense around <laughs> me. I know. That's what I started reading first. I was like, wait, what is this? Oh, and you're, you're being tagged in the replies. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, my guy, Noah Fant. This is quite a time for him. I mean, he's get he's getting involved in the Bachelor and just got a new offense. And um, big shout out to Bronco Tiz on Twitter who last night tagged me and said at Mace, please come back to the podcast. Tell Ryan that no guys care about the Bachelor. <laughs> Not true. Hmm. 
<laughs> guess guess no offense not a guy maybe they need to do an investigation <laughs> anyways shout out no offense way to get on the right train turns out that most guys who have significant others end up seeing the bachelor one way or another if you uh if you watch it not that you don't even have to have an open mind about it but if you watch it you're gonna be interested how could you not be yeah it that's what I like always it is entertaining. It sucks you in. It's so entertaining. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, even if you don't care and you're just listening like or on your phone while your significant other is watching it, you're just like, "Oh, wait, what did Luke P just do? Wait, what's going on?" And then you just slowly but surely get invested. You may say you hate it, but it's just it's really good trash TV. I I have a unique perspective on this cuz I used to be one of you guy listening right now who's like the bachelor is dumb but i was just resisting it for no reason and you're doing the same thing once you accept it your life will be a much happier place life is easier when you just don't watch it at all but once you watch one episode you're 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 hooked for that season and sports especially football are slowly coming to an end here you're gonna need something to look forward to (laughs) every monday night now replaces monday night football exactly okay um where were we? Dan Burke? No, Dan. Yeah, so Freeze? Dan Burke had talked about yak receivers, which right. we had talked about earlier. Right. Mr. Freeze, just dropped by to say that I'm stoked about the offensive coordinator change. I get, it got really tired this season seeing them try tricky plays without setting them up first. P.S. I hope we've seen the last of tight end sweep plays. P.P.S. My lock jersey supposedly gets delivered tomorrow after visiting more states than I've been to. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, instead of PPS, you should have said UPS. <laughs> Next one coming in from Mike DeCicco, right? No. It's not Italian? It is. Mike DeCicco. Oh. I think. Mike DeCicco. Mm, I like no, that. You're adding <laughs> letters that aren't there. And he's probably listening right now because he's a live listener. Well, Italian, I think of food. And... Uh, he chimes in on food. My worst food option that kind of worked. In college, I was making Kraft Mac and Cheese, name brand, and all I had was Strawberry Quick. It like worked. <laughs> I don't know how or why, but it worked. Strawberry Kraft Mac and Cheese. Don't sleep on it. So quick. I think he's saying like, strawberry milk. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah, to mix it in. Right. Um... I I have a few weird things. Oh, yep. Mark's uh Mark's chiming in right now on Twitter saying uh or Mike. Mike, yeah. Um I love Asiago bagels. You got to get them double toasted and you put somewhere stra- uh anywhere, anywhere. But How do you know that everywhere is double toasted is the same? Oh, ev- because everywhere is <laughs> single toasted is like maybe warmed up. So, when I go to Panera, <laughs> what they consider a toasted bagel should be they should be someone should file criminal charges is it warmed up uh, barely <laughs> yes that, that's the center the problem is with still cold yes so when i go in i literally say um can i get a cinnamon crunch bagel extra 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 <laughs> extra toasted they literally have to put it through five times before it finally has some crunch to and it. then it has just a little golden brown on top yeah, i'm like come on <laughs> Do you know what toasted that's, means? That's what I've always said. I didn't order my bagel warmed up. I know. I ordered it toasted. If I wanted to put it in the microwave, I would have. <laughs> right. So you do that, and then you do strawberry cream cheese on one side and jalapeno on the other side. And it is – it's so good. Strawberry Asiago. So we're getting – I'm hearkening to like um, 
a little cheese platter. Mm. You've got a cracker, sliced strawberries, and some cheese. That would be good. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. And and it is good. I'm surprised that typically you lean uh, with the way my girlfriend th- sees things, and she thinks it's like the weirdest, grossest thing ever. So I appreciate. You have my back. Sometimes on you one. just have to envision things in a different scenario to see if they would be good. So I'm willing to try, you know, the sweet and savory, the cheese and strawberry, but this cheese and strawberry is too much. So for me, here's the thing. I've always said, right, I'll try anything. But I should clarify, I'm not going out of my way to make this crazy <laughs> stuff you guys are talking about. Like if you present me with a bowl of strawberry craft mac and cheese, I will take a bite. I will give it a chance. Sure. I'm not going to spend time creating that. I just, what color is it? Is it, is the mac and cheese itself What pink? happens if you mix like orange and pink? Oh, mm. I don't know. I don't <laughs> Mace would know this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, that's, name some color. That Wouldn't it just be an orange pink? Would it be like corally? We're getting, I don't know. Like blue and red make green, right? Someone Google this. No, probably not. I'm gonna Google. <laughs> You're gonna Google orange and what pink. Or you could just have the listeners figure it out for you again. Orange and pink. It's gonna be so obvious. I would say coral. Yeah, yeah, coral. It's kind of just a in between. I already said that earlier. You just ignored me. <laughs> what color? I didn't hear you, Ali. I never ignore <laughs> you. I could, how how did just a picture of the color not pop up? <laughs> Ryan's really wow, yeah, we're getting digging in, doing here. some They're research. If you take one part pink, one part orange. We really didn't. We I really think it's coral. I think Allie's right. I think uh, we don't even need Google. Um, the listeners also said there's a few oh. people from Europe. Oh, no. it's, it's 1730. What's the? Five. Uh, 530. Yep. In there we the go. UK. Five, five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so this is what I'm getting here. This is kind of a. Uh, it's kind of an ugly pink. People yeah. are saying blood orange or brown. Right, blood orange. Brown. Blood it orange. would definitely not be brown. You, blood see, orange. I'm would thinking be dark. Like light orange wrong. and yeah. light pink. Because you got to think we're talking too. about pink milk. Yep. And the color of mac and cheese. Yep. So light orange, light pink. Yeah. I oh, hope it's not the color of that hair. Pink peach is is something coming up here. Pink peach. Which one's that? Over here or here. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look like something I want to eat. Yeah. Not something I want to put in my mouth. I'd say we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's from Count Locula. He said, I need some explanation on the relevance of the senior bowl. Why would what you see in one game dramatically change what you think of a guy in opposition to having watched a whole college career? Seems a bit like it would either conform or disprove what you already know. Thoughts love the Count. Well, it's a fantastic question because Count – you know what people don't stay for at the Senior Bowl? What what scouts don't stay for? The game. The literal Senior Bowl. <laughs> yes. So it, it's it's really interesting. So what you take away from the Senior Bowl is, what, three or four practices? Three. Uh, how they interact with their teammates, talking to teammates, how they interact with the media, talking to the coaches that work with them all week. That's what you take away. It, the game doesn't matter. Think of it like this. For John, for John Elway to see how Drew Locke looks in a practice, he's going to have to go to Missouri in the middle of the week to watch a practice and get an up-close from the sidelines view of Drew Locke. In a one-off scenario, that is sustainable. But there's never a chance to see guys against NFL talent practice for three days straight. That's what makes this special is – 
you are getting an up-close view of as close as you can see to what it's going to look like for these guys in the pros right there. They're being coached by pro coaching staffs. They're going up against mostly guys who are going to be in the pros next year. It's high-level competition. It's a practice scenario. You can talk with them. You can talk with the coaches. You can talk with their teammates. Like you said, you can watch how they interact with the media. It's almost like a little mini NFL boot camp for three days. Right. Exactly. So that's why it's more important. The game really doesn't matter. No. And last year, didn't Josh Allen, or two years ago, didn't Josh Allen tear up the game and he wasn't good during the week of practices? Yes. I think he did really well in the game. And yet somehow Vance Joseph's team still got blown out. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I'm not kidding. When I I was in Mexico during the game. Remember, I went straight from uh, Alabama to Mexico. Yep. And... I saw the score. It was something like, <laughs> I don't know, 43 to 18. Yep. And I was like, oh, man, this is actually a huge red flag. Yeah. We, we joked about it during the week. Like, oh, you got Josh Allen. You got – or did they, did they, they have Josh They had Allen? Josh Allen, Baker, Baker Mayfield. They even had the third best quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And we were joking like, man, could you imagine if John Elway fi- – if, if the Broncos lose this game so bad and John Elway fires Vance over this. Well, Vance's whole thing – was I don't have a quarterback <laughs> right. during the season. You know, it's right. like he had Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon, which I gave him a break for. Right. Then he had the two best quarterbacks <laughs> by far, and he got sauced on by Kyle Lauletta. Yep. <laughs> that was a problem. Ballin Nick Cast chiming in says, I love the decision to move away from Skanks. Most of us have been saying the same thing all year. This offense was tough and unnecessarily complex. We paired that with a first-time offensive coordinator, and the results were terrible. Even if you look at just the lock games, Denver still struggled on offense despite the wins. Take away the Texans game and lock through for over 200 yards just once. The KC game, and we all know how that game turned out. Skang's offense was good enough to grab you in an early lead, but his inability to make adjustments was a huge reason why we lost more than just a few games. I'm excited to bring a new offensive coordinator who has a history of getting great results from quarterbacks. His work with Bradford, Foles, Keenum is very promising. I understand the hesitancy about changing systems, but this is about the future. Sutton, Lindsey, Fant, Reisner, and Locke will be able to fit this offense just fine, and those are our core players. There was no chance that we could beat KC with Skang's offense or with Skang's calling the plays. We are more likely to be closer to league average or better in points per game under Shermer, and that will make us a team to watch out for in 2020. Thanks for all your guys' hard work. Go Broncos. Okay, so I want to talk about these quarterbacks. Because yesterday, again, we hadn't done the full research, and I was like, who's the best quarterback? And I just figured I was missing someone. Uh, And the funny thing is I was doing the research, and I was crafting a tweet, and you're going back and forth between his Wikipedia page, and then you're looking at stats, and you're going – and then – Literally, as I'm finishing, Anna, our friend from Brazil, yes, um, sh- tweeted at me that she had tweeted at Mike Kliss all of the quarterbacks he's had as a coordinator. You ready for this list? Yep. 2009 in St. Louis, Mark Bulger. Nope. 2010 in St. Louis, Sam Bradford as a rookie. Nope. What, the highest paid Sam Bradford? Yep. 2011 in Cleveland, Colt McCoy as a rookie. Nope. 2012 in Cleveland, Brandon Whedon as a rookie, though he was like 47. (laughs) Yeah, nope. 2013 in Philly, he started the season with Michael Vick. She didn't have that here. And then ended up with Nick Foles. Michael Vick was 2-4 and as a starter. You were getting, you know, post-jail Michael Vick. Uh, He wasn't the same. Right. 
So then you got Nick Foles. That was the 27 touchdowns, two interceptions as a second-year player. That really was just threw everyone for a loop. Right, that'll do. Still, Nick Foles. Right. 2014. You're Nick Foles. What are you talking about? He's you not my. You love Nick. I I just perfectly predicted <laughs> that he was going to win Super Bowl MVP when the day that Carson Wentz got injured. He's Nick is boo. great. Nick Foles is wonderful. <laughs> he deserve he deserves every fan from Philadelphia's love. But Good I'm guy. glad he went and got paid somewhere else because Carson Wentz was their starting quarterback. Yep. Good guy. Would not want him as the quarterback of my team. I would agree. 2014. Philadelphia, Nick Foles, he fell off, and then Mark Sanchez. No. 2015, Philadelphia, Sam Bradford again. No. 2017, Minnesota, Minnesota, Case Keenum. No. 2018, the Giants, a 38-year-old Eli Manning. No. 2019, the Giants, a 39-year-old Eli Manning <laughs> and a rookie Daniel Jones. Uh, Daniel Jones, wait and see. Do you realize how bad this list – like? The fact that he's even still employed in the NFL after getting this type of quarterback luck that he's had to work with is a miracle. Right. Like, I've never been more convinced that Pat Shermer is a genius than after I looked at this list and thought, people still talk about this guy as if he's good. Right. And these are the quarterbacks he's worked with. So let me throw it the opposite way, though. What if he's been instrumental in bringing these guys in? What if he says, these are my guys, these are who I want, and this is his talent evaluation? I mean, kind of like with what as you said about starter? Daniel Jones. What? As a starter? Yeah. Toss me off a building. <laughs> I'm fine with any name on this list coming in as the backup quarterback for the Broncos. Mm, I should revise. Um, <laughs> would you I want wouldn't Eli want Manning? Eli. I really wouldn't. I would. I don't think he'll... I don't. I, I think he's a starter just, somewhere. He's done, and I don't think he's a starter. Just anywhere. retire. I think that's but what. I'll I do. don't want him as a backup. There'll be idiots in this town calling for him <laughs> every second. Um, Case Keenum don't want him back. No one likes him. No. No one likes him. No. He doesn't like people when he walks down the hall. He doesn't say hi to his running backs. I honestly think. If they brought back Case Keenum, the entire locker room would like collectively roll their eyes out of their head. <laughs> Sam Bradford, hey, if he's still around, I'm down. Uh, he'll, well, mm, no. at twenty million dollars. No, he's made his money. He's no, coming he, in on a hometown. He makes twenty discount. million dollars wherever he goes. He's not making twenty million dollars. <laughs> you know, Sam, yeah. you don't want Sam Bradford as on a your backup. Team. Yes, I do. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. Twenty million. Uh, Nick Foles. Not coming in as a backup. No. Mark Sanchez still has to serve a suspension. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, actually, this is a very short list of people I'd be okay with. Brandon Whedon. Nope. Uh, hope he's still alive. <laughs> um, Colt McCoy. I'm sure. down. Yeah. Sam Bradford again. Mark Bolger. He retired yeah, 20 years he ago. He was like so. 40 when this happened. Um, okay, so it's really only two people I'd be down with. Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy. So you want Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy as your starters in Denver over Drew Locke. Did I hear that right? Incorrect. Oh, okay. I am fine with either of them as the backup. I think yeah. Colt McCoy is the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, he does. Because you got Case Keenum out there in uh, Washington. And Colt McCoy. Right. This is like they're and just... Haskins. So they're going to have to move on from one. Or no, I'm... Case Keenum's deal's done. Because he was only a two-year deal with the Broncos. 
Case Keenum's a free agent. He's a free agent. Please please, please no. (laughs) Please no. I don't think John would do that. I don't think so either. I mean, all of the feedback. Literally, guys are just tossing him under the bus (laughs) haphazardly. Yeah. No, I don't think it'll happen. All right, next one from Count Locula is an open face sandwich. A sandwich. Love the count. Yeah. Because when you see it, you know it. Yeah, it's in the sandwich family. I think it, it says it in the name. Why does anyone eat an open face sandwich? That's what I want to know. Oh, I like open face sandwiches. Why? Yeah, because it takes you twice as long to eat if it's a good sandwich. I'm 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 not doing this with you know ham on white <laughs> bread. It's got to be doing? a delicious one. Give me an example of an open face sandwich that is better without the top. Mm, is a oh my goodness isn't a bagel with cream cheese and lox always open-faced yes yep yeah that's a yeah that's a good that's a good example is that an open-faced sandwich why wouldn't it be i would never say i'm gonna go get a sandwich and have it be lox i would say i'm getting a lox bagel yes that's another thing that Mm, i've always come back to on the on the hot dog debate if someone says, like, uh, hey, do you want me to pick up some sandwiches? You're like, yeah. <laughs> and they come back with hot dogs? <laughs> You're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I'd be happy about it. Did you I'd see fine with it. the recent debate of is chili soup then? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Seems like, to me, chili's chili. Yes. Things can be their own <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. This is a problem with our society. Everyone's trying to put something in a box <laughs> from humans to foods. Yep. Does it, things can be their own thing? Okay, and chili is its own thing. So, kind, I mean, this is a mix of a chili and a sandwich, pretty much. What about sloppy joes? Open faced? Is that what you're asking? Uh, kind or of. Or is a sloppy is, joe a sandwich? Is it chili? Is it soup? What? <laughs> what? What is it? It's a sandwich. Okay, so it's it's, it's essentially a chili sandwich. Did you ever eat it open faced? Um, only if you made the the joe. Yeah. Or is it the slop? <laughs> Only if you made the slop too sloppy. The slop. <laughs> are we pigs? Yes. <laughs> Literally. You're eating a sloppy <laughs> joe. You kind of like are. Slop. I'm That's very true. confused that you just called sloppy joe a sandwich or a soup. <laughs> well, you were like, is it a soup? If you mess up the slop and it's a little too soupy, you're probably going to have to eat it with a fork. <laughs> the slop. Yeah. So, but ideally, you eat it close. Why did we never call Joe Flacco sloppy Joe? <laughs> oh, my God. To Vic. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean when he's out there just slopping around. Oh, yeah. I mean, he really embraced that. That would have been a good nickname. Yeah, I'm Could sure have called him witch. All right, from Carpaccio, Chris. People love Mike Hawk. You know why? <laughs> because that's Tony Hawk's brother, and Tony's a skateboarding champ and oh. a man of the people. The Broncos' recent moves at offensive coordinator can be compared to the following situation. Get your drinks ready. You're in high school and you settle for a girl you like less than another because the other still has a boyfriend. But in a dramatic turn of events, the other girl and her boyfriend break up. So then you break up with your current girlfriend and swoop the other girl you liked more all along. (laughs) I would just have to say that's messed up to the first girl. It would be. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Like... You shouldn't you shouldn't settle in the first place. Just be single until the other person <laughs> maybe sabotage their relationship. Don't a have bit. a significant other just to have a significant other. Yes. Right. Yes. Be comfortable with yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then like steal the guy's phone, <laughs> send some we- weird text messages to other girls, make sure she sees it. So then they break up and then you can swim in. <laughs> it's totally normal behavior. It sounds like you're an expert on this. Um, no. <laughs> Next one from Carp- 
Oh no, we just oh, got that one. Uh, from oh my god. Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> that one you do need to uh, be very careful. Why do we do this? We've started a problem. We've, we've created an epidemic. All right, Hugh Direction coming in. Oh god. <laughs> from Hugh G. Hugh G. You guys had me so stressed for a second there. The big news is the Broncos moving forward with Brandon Staley. Then RK starts to co-sign for a bit. And in my head, I'm like, what do you mean? How have you not heard about Skangs and Shermer? I need y'all to talk about this so I know when to feel good about it. Well done, gentlemen. You got me. We got him. Um, <laughs> and he got us. How incredible would that be if like some big Broncos news broke <laughs> and we just didn't know? And we had a whole podcast where we just didn't address it. It's really funny when news breaks and people are tagging us on Twitter and stuff. Like, hey, just want to make sure you see this. Yeah, <laughs> we appreciate the like the the thought behind it. Yeah, of course. But there is a zero percent chance no. we didn't see it. It'd be really funny though if we did a whole podcast yesterday and didn't talk about this. Yes. He goes on, so me and my friends were talking yesterday about movies that have made us cry, as men often do, and I was wondering if it's pretty easy or difficult for movies to make y'all cry, and what are some movies that have made you cry? For me, I can count them on one hand, Radio, Interstellar, Out of the Furnace, and of course, I Am Sam, because you don't have a soul if that movie doesn't make you cry. But some of my friends had hilarious answers, like 13 going on 30. That made me go, at which part? (laughs) Hmm. I don't remember that movie well enough. Okay, here's the thing. I, I, will, I can cry at like anything. Okay. One time I cried at a vine. It only <laughs> took seven seconds. Like a funny vine because it was so funny? No. It, wow. was, it was just it, it, the music. Whenever you bring in the music, <laughs> wow. that's when you really start p- literally plucking at my heartstrings. So am I even a friend? I don't think I've ever made you cry. Well, I don't just cry. Like, like it has to be a, an emotional video. Okay. That'll get me. I don't know. I, it, it came out of nowhere. It hit me when I was like... 22 mm. all of a sudden my emotions were just a lot more uh you're a lot more in touch with your emotions yeah they were just a lot more out there so um yeah i i uh i i cry very easily but the first movie that ever made me cry was my dog skip mm. have you seen that one no so the animals always get me every time it doesn't matter if it's a dog a horse a bear uh, a mouse uh wow yeah if, wow. if an animal goes down so does a tear for my eye wow so you must uh you must have just been a crier as a kid during movies no it didn't come about until i was like in my 20s and then all of a sudden i was i was just at peace with my emotions oh man i'm trying to think of the one Oh, the one animal animated movie when we were growing up. I can't remember it. Bambi. No, that's one everyone goes to. Um, uh, something in the... Stuart Little. <laughs> no. Would, uh, would, okay, here's kind of testing your animal theory. Would, like, SpongeBob or Squidward or Patrick dying, would that send a tear down? That would be tragic. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, good. Even though SpongeBob's not an animal? Kind of. He is. Sponges are alive. <laughs> I guess. I guess you're right. <laughs> They're live. They're lit. Yeah, they are. Um, maybe even if plankton went down, I might share. <laughs> wow. I might feel bad for his family. You're a very caring person. Yeah, you have to think about the family. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on here. 
Oh, wait, did you say yours? I don't know. I've said it a couple times. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> it's... We've <laughs> some technical difficulties. But, uh, um, Toy Story. Toy Story 4. Are you sure it's not Toy Story 3? I think it's... No, I'm not the sure. The one where they go to the factory? I don't know. It's where the kid goes off to college. And it was the exact same year. It was that summer. I think it was like two weeks before I went off to college. Maybe that weekend before I went off to college. And boy, it was tough. He was he was he was leaving his Zach toys. Just couldn't behind. leave behind his teddy. <laughs> it was Toy Story three. Toy Story four just came out like just last came year. out. You're right. You're right. So yep, Toy Story four three. Toy Story three. Okay, I was gonna say when you were describing it, I'm like, I think I've seen that one, and I definitely haven't <laughs> seen Toy Story four. Did you cry? Yes, you did. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't remember. I can't keep track of these things anymore. Oh God, I think there was this. There was a documentary on Netflix called. I want to say undefeated. Okay. And it was about these like inner city, this inner city football team who was really bad, but then this super baller coach came in, led them to an undefeated season. Oh man. And it was emotional in I a was, happy way. I was, that's maybe the most I've ever cried. <laughs> wow. Wow. It was intense. Remember the Titans is one that definitely made me cry. Yep. Probably for me too. Um, trying to think of some other ones. There are a lot. I gotta say, there are a lot. Um, sometimes like, like last night after LSU won the national championship, you were crying. There, I didn't cry, but like I, I felt that wave of emotion <laughs> come upon me. I was just so happy for those guys. How long? Not if you would cry, but how long would you cry if CU won the national championship? Oh my god, <laughs> I would be a wreck. <laughs> an absolute wreck people would think would. that like something was wrong because yeah. i wouldn't be able to pull myself <laughs> together um for a while i the, when cu beat oregon all that it did was put them to like i want to say three and one on the season it wasn't even but like they they won on the road and like they just they persevered and they went they just they did things that they can never feel did the emotions before. i cried <laughs> that same season during the rise year when they finally became bull eligible i cried <laughs> i just i cried i love it i love it you got to have that passion yeah exactly it's all it, that's what it is I, i've become so like i just the passion it just pours out of me <laughs> all right from the danimal i'm so bummed i didn't get on the comments before you guys recorded this after the news came out but like rk in this pod after doing a bit of research i'm cautiously optimistic and excited about this change first off Thanks to Skanks for his work with Drew this year. I hope he's successful in his next stop. Now time for awesome. Shermer's offense runs a mix of West Coast and spread concepts that include RPOs and high percentage throws that make young quarterbacks wildly efficient. This is the perfect pairing for Locke. Shermer made Bradford have a 71.6 completion percentage. Foles have a 27 to 2 touchdown to interception ratio and took that Case Keesum guy to the <laughs> NFC Championship. Not to mention he made McNabb the first NFL quarterback with 30 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions. Hmm. All NFL records at the time. This is Drew Locke gold. He is also prone to inside zone running scheme, so it may not be as painful as we think on the O-line. I'm excited. My only concern is he grossly underutilizes the fullback, and I don't want to see us lose Jano. Just as much as I don't want to ever eat a store brand Pop-Tart. <laughs> What's your guys' take on the future of Jano? Sorry for the long comment. Stay awesome, Danimal. Well, he's under contract for, I think, this year is guaranteed, and maybe it, it gets a little easier to get out of his contract after this year. So he's on the team this year, and um, I think Sherman will utilize him, but Jano's just, like we said yesterday, is really just going to be a special teams guy. Yeah, he'll have a package. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and they'll use them when they need to. Yeah, like Hugh G. He'll have a package. Uh, <laughs> a huge one. <laughs> oh no, it's actually going to be a small one. From Dan What Burke. are you saying about Jano? <laughs> saying that, <laughs> He's saying that Jano is going to have a wow. small package. Wow. From Dan Burke, also of note, the Broncos can get out of Jano's contract after the 2020 season with a 60, $675,000 dead cap hit. Doesn't seem like they're tied down uh, to him for the long term. Shout out to Mike Sullivan for these well-structured contracts. Well, there you go. That That's perfect. Kind of just like I was saying. All right, next one from... <laughs> York Hawk. York Hawk. Yes. Yeah, from, from York Hawk. Sounds like a place in Ireland or something. Hello, Bronco Land. Shout out to my cock. My cock, as I could not come up with a username to save my life. So from your cock to my cock. Thanks. <laughs> Wow. You, you guys are making slow this. down. You gotta slow down. <laughs> you guys are making this hard. With what have we done? <laughs> with the change <laughs> with the change to Pat Shermer, are we still employing the zone scheme or will this change the prospects that we look at with this line? <laughs> what do you think, Brad? Um It will change the prospects. Yes, it will. Um, it'll be it'll be more power. Yeah, the funny thing is that, like, half of the guys on the line were already drafted into a power scheme. <laughs> right, so, it's all coming around. Yeah, like, as Andre wrote, Ron Leary might be more in play now. Yeah, that's uh, a and really good point. a guy like Elijah Wilkinson is less in play. Right, exactly. Are you worried about Reisner? No. Yeah. I mean, you could ask me that question about anything. Are you worried about Reisner's <laughs> love life? No. Are you worried about uh, his truck no I'm, I'm not worried about anything about dalton reisner ever you're talking about dalton reisner's truck now huh jano's package dalton reisner's truck what's wow. i don't i do not see the <laughs> correlation there he says argument that i got into with a co-worker after listening to the pod are pop tarts <laughs> just dessert hot pockets yeah we already we established that yeah, yeah they are that's or, exactly what they or are. breakfast hot pockets depending on how you right. prefer to indulge. <laughs> right. Iceman, hey friends, can you two spell scapegoat? I can. Rich Skangs, ex offensive coordinator. No tinfoil hat required. Somehow, Rich was able to win with Andrew at an 80% success rate. Why would we not assume Rich was making good play calls? This firing does nothing more than set Drew back a year, period. The proof will be in 2020. Go Broncos. I don't think it sets him back a year. I think it sets him back a few months. Okay. A few months in the season? No. Like right now, he he starts. He's going to study the playbook. He's going to watch film. And he just – it made his offseason less fun. Right. Now he has to spend time learning this stuff. Um, he's already on vacation, so he's going to have to come back <laughs> eventually. Um, that – it just means so, – it basically means he's starting back from square, like as if he was just drafted right now. Right. But he can catch up by the time the season starts. And that's what you hope. And uh, however, would it be crazy if this offense struggled this year? No, it wouldn't be. You know what's crazy is if you're starting from square one, which, and we'll have this conversation at a later date, but if you're already starting from square one from Drew Locke, doesn't it just – and I'm not – saying I want this, but couldn't someone in the organization say, well, if he has to learn a whole new offense, wouldn't it make sense for us to consider drafting a quarterback if, say, Tua falls to us at 15? Yep. Yep. 
It definitely would. And like you said, maybe that's the big topic tomorrow. And the funny, would. the funny thing is, like, if I had known that Pat Shermer was going to be the offensive coordinator all along, especially pre-Drew Locke days, oh, man, I would have been all about Joe Burrow, Tua, all these guys. Right. So, so I, I just can't imagine a world in which they hired Pat Shermer for him to come in and be like, we got to get Tua. What if that's his guy? That, then he should have gone to the Dolphins. What if John just wants it? What if Vic just says, yep, we need to. We need the fresh start on offense. I, I, they would be insane. I don't believe that would be the case, but what if? That's what I mean. It's a possibility. It just seems so dumb. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, you got a good quarterback now. Exactly. From Sir James Radio, the Broncos need to be very weary of not following down the same path in terms of career trajectory of Alex Smith. Alex Smith is another quarterback who went through several changes and in instability in terms of coaching dating back to his college days and into the pros. When things got stabilized for him with Jim Harbaugh coming in and tailoring an offense around his strengths, I truly saw him succeed. The same thing goes for his move over to Kansas City. This can absolutely be argued, but I personally don't consider Pat Shermer a failed to time head coach in the NFL considering the instability of the organizations he was at. The Browns and the Giants are spiraling downward from the top and have been from some for some time. From the outside looking in, you could say the Broncos fall into this category with everything happened in the ownership lawsuit and the narrative about John Elway may be a coach killer. Hopefully Shermer is around for a while, but if they're if they're successful, I would not be surprised to see him get picked up by a team. I 100% would. It doesn't matter. This is why guys like Mel Tucker and, and uh, Vic Fangio say, like, I waited for the, the opportunity that I believe was the right one for me. Because it doesn't matter if you're with the Lions and the Browns and the Giants and the Jets and you just – the Bengals and you just go around these, like, organizations who are struggling. You are a failure as a head coach. Right. Yep. And so you, you would be – wouldn't be surprised if he got another shot? I would be very oh, I, surprised if he gets another too. shot. You don't get too. three shots. No. No. And it, worst case, he's going to have to succeed for a, many years in order to get that other shot. And that would be good news for the Broncos. Right, right. Mi yeah, that's what – yeah. It would have to be like five years of sustained greatness. <laughs> yeah. He finishes by saying, also, I don't know if I'm the only one that freezes their Pop-Tarts and eats them that way. I only do this with the dessert one, and they're excellent, so I highly recommend anyone to try it. it Sounds like something a dentist would recommend against. <laughs> <laughs> From a homeless, hot fudge sundae is by far the best flavor out there when it comes to Pop-Tarts. The best combo is to make some hot chocolate and dip the Pop-Tarts in it. Oh. Literally perfect for a snowy day. Now, when it comes to football, I believe Shermer was the QB coach for the Eagles with McNabb back in the days. If you asked me, they put up some pretty good numbers, so that's something we can hope for. Yeah, that's the best quarterback he's worked with. But not he wasn't a coordinator. He was just right. a QB coach. Brent G., my guys, I'm surprised by all of these Shermer murmurs I'm hearing from other places in the media world, mostly other less good media members, calling this a terrible move. I think at the very worst, the offense will be middle of the road. And with Vic on the defensive side, it sounds like a winning formula. All year long, we said if the offense was average, we will be a 10-6 and six to 11-5 team. One more important topic, S'mores chocolate fudge and wild berry Pop-Tarts are the best. But no Pop-Tart is as good as strawberry cream cheese toaster strudels. Ooh. Unreal deliciousness. Can't wait to dive into Dre's film room to see what the deal is with Shermer. Take it easy, fellas. You know what I was thinking about with this uh, offensive coordinator situation? And it's not a one-to-one -one comparison, but I think there are some parallels. What? 
So you've got this young guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's exciting. He's done some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you are enamored with some of the things that he's done. And, the, and some fans are also very enamored with that. Then there's this older guy, right? And he is widely considered to be great. And he becomes an option. And you end up taking the older guy over the young, hot, you know, uh, exciting guy. Mm-hmm. Does this ring any bells for you? It should, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> option A, the young guy, that's Tim Tebow. Mm-hmm. Option B, the older guy who's great, that's Peyton Manning. Now, again, not a one-to-one comparison. but I Oh, do in see terms s- of the offensive coordinator. Yes, but I do see some parallels there as you had to move on from what could be for what you know. Right, right, yeah. I like that. I like that. Thank you. I'm kind of bummed that you didn't get it all along. (laughs) From Big Sexy, I guarantee Elway saw what the Chiefs did on Sunday, and he knew 25 points a game would not win this division. I like the move at OC. That doesn't make sense because the move happened before that. (laughs) It happened when they were bad. Yeah, it happened when the Chiefs were losing 24-0. to Could you imagine if a team made a move like that? Like, let's say it was the Chiefs that got off to the 24 start, and Vixen is off just like, nope. I need to fire Rick right now. Rich. Jeez. <laughs> Kiwi Bronco. I was definitely wanting some continuity on the offense, but I'm not mad about this decision. One, Shermer is a good offensive coordinator, but has a terrible record as head coach, so may not get another shot. So could stay for a while, even if the offense is playing well. Two, more similarity than first glance. Shermer adjusted well to players' skill set. I expect to see more zone than we saw in New York and Minnesota, for example, as we don't presently have a true one power back. Three for Mr. B. Four. Good for Drew Locke. Good for Drew Locke should fit his skill set better, as long as he can continue to improve his footwork and accuracy, as he will likely be expected to complete a lot of lower-risk quick reads. Five. All this said, I hope we can still find a way to utilize Jano and Fant. And as we've talked about, Fant is going to be a big part of what they do. Yes. From Love Thunder Down Under, Chipotle. Chipotle. There we go. I'm from Australia, and I know better than that. (laughs) Damn it, Zach. Get your head in the game. <laughs> well, there's some other words in there, too. That's, uh, that's a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, you guys ever tried Vegemite? Uh, we've talked about it. Yeah, never, never have tried never it. Never tried it, though. I'm down. Heard it's delicious. Tim Tams? Definitely not. We've talked about we... it. Remember Tim Tam Slam? Is, is that the thing with chocolate? You, like, bite the corner off yes. and drink milk through it? <laughs> yes. It has chocolate on the inside, right? Um... That's that's what makes it the Tam. Yeah. <laughs> the Tim is the outside, the Tam is the middle, and the slam is is the milk. Is the milk, yeah. The strawberry the strawberry mac and cheese. Sure. What about lamingtons? Definitely. Let's, let's not. give a guess about what a lamington is. Well, it it really, really reminds me of just a, a nickname I call my cats. So. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so that's that's as Tell best me more. guess as I can get. What's the what's I the can't, nickname? I can't. I'm not. <laughs> Say it in the voice. I'm not red. No. <laughs> I can't do that. Come on. I can't. Do, it's my inside voice. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Zach's face is so red right it now. Is. <laughs> All right, well, we'll never know. Uh, for me, Lamingtons sounds like it might be a beer. Mm, I can see that. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, sausage rolls. I think I. that seems like a thing that... S- how I've is that had. different than sausage? No, it's like you have a roll, right? Ooh. And it has like a stuffing in it. Oh, so uh, 
It's like a cheesy, sausagey. So, kind of like pizza rolls. Kind of like pizza rolls, but what are the pig in a blanket? Mm, Where it's the little hot dog. And no, then... this is more like, in my opinion, okay. as I'm seeing it, <laughs> it's like you have a roll. It just looks like a roll. There's okay. a little hole in the side where you cleared some space out. You put some like cheesy sausage mix oh, in there. Oh, okay. Got some spiciness to it. Oh, that sounds really good, actually. He says, if you haven't had these things, an Australian food care package needs to be arranged. We will not object. Yes, no way. This is my first off-season with this crew. The Drew crew? Yeah, sure. Yeah, welcome. Uh, looking forward to exploring the culinary world of Colorado, which so far appears to be mostly available in two aisles at King Supers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, Colorado culinary traditions include Hot Pockets. Um, <laughs> what's the other thing we talk about? Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. And uh, Colorado water. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that's free. Yes, and then you smother all of these things in green chili. <laughs> yes. And then you have a little bowl of green chili on the side with a tortilla. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. That should, sounds really good. Should be good. delicious. Yep. Green chili pop, uh, hot pocket. Uh, oh, hot pocket. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say pop tart. No. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh man. That sounds good. It's like a chicken and green chili. Yes. Yeah. That works. It's just, uh, maybe I have to be too like a sausage roll is a hot pocket. It's an open-ended. It's hot an Australian pocket? hot pocket without it being completely enclosed. No, it's it enclosed? enclosed. Oh, it's an Australian hot pocket. Yeah. Wow. That was brilliant. On to football. Given the age of our coaching staff, it is appropriate to riff our excitement as I've got a murmur for Shermer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh my Chronic cardiovascular issues aside, I feel like my I feel like Fant may benefit a little bit more than this change alluded to. Fant is not a blocker. He wants the ball in space. Watching Kelsey uh, be an unstoppable sp- while spread out just makes me drool thinking about what might be possible with the speed threat added to our mix and Fant having space to work in the middle of the field against linebackers and safeties. Needing to be backed up and elsewhere. What am I missing here? Nothing. Nope. Yeah, you got it all. It could be a very good situation. Oklahoma Bronco Evil Twin. Sup, fellas. After about a month of listening, I decided to finally pull the trigger and subscribe. We got him. Bringing some additional Oklahoma flavor to the comment section. Is that a good flavor, Ryan? Mm. <laughs> it's a pan. You got a pan handle. Oh, so you might yeah. be able to yeah, something in there. cook something nice yeah. up in there. <laughs> With the hiring of Shermer, do you see it as a possible insurance policy from Elway if the team falters under Vic next season? I'm fully behind Vic, but with a new head coach, there's always the chance they don't succeed, and the team goes back to someone with experience. Love the pod, but brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tarts are severely underrated, as are cherry. Ew, uh, no. Um, no. I said they're number two, brown sugar cinnamon. That's not that can't be soon. It can only be slightly underrated. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Um, Is Shermer an insurance policy to replace Vic? For sure not. (laughs) I would agree. And here's the thing: you already have that insurance policy if you wanted it with Mike Munchak on the staff. I'd probably rather have Munchak than Shermer. Yeah. In terms, especially like mid-season, if you were to fire Vic. Munchak was like around 500. Right. Exactly. What's Shermer, like 19 and 46 uh, or something? I think he's – he's okay, so the first time he went 4 and 12, then 5 and 11, then it was the opposite. He just went 5 and 11 and 4 and 12. Oh, God. So we've got not 18. Is that what I said? 18? Yeah. Yep. And a lot. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> in the 40s. 18 and a lot, yeah. I think I said 18 and 46. I think which he nailed it. Might Look be right. Math was – Killing it. Um – from Pastor Rhett, he chimes in and just says, Welcome, welcome. Y'all ain't the only two Okies in here. I grew up in the Sooner State, and my family all still lives in Tulsa. Okies. Did you know that? You know they're Okies? 
Yeah. Sure. What are we? Colorese? Colorese? Coloradans. <laughs> oh, okay. Not Coloradans? Denverites? Denver? Denvies? No. Boldies? Mm, no. <laughs> Doesn't have the Boulderite ring. and Denverite. Those are things. Yeah, you're right. And speaking of sausage. Rados? Rados. That's rad. <laughs> I like it. Sausage saying a Harry chiming in. As an Aussie Denver Bronco fan, I've always enjoyed seeing Adam Gotz's play for my team. I will be disappointed when his contract won't be renewed, but understand why. He is doing some good work fundraising for the bushfire crisis we have been battling down here for the last few months. Sorry, this is not not really a question, but just wanted to give the bloke a shout out. He seems to be genuinely good person and wish him all the best in the future. Cheers, lads. And from Love Thunder Down Under, here, here. Loved having an Aussie on the team. Maybe we can get someone with a decent leg back at punter. I prefer a rugby player to an AFL player. That's Aussie uh, football league, I believe. Mm. Uh, there's something appealing about having punters legitimately lay the wood on a returner. <laughs> Physicality is always great. Wadman looks like he struggled, struggled <laughs> to open a jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> that one got Ryan big time. <laughs> oh my god, the imagery was so spot on. I can see it too. Um I would just say he would not do well in the face punch <laughs> no. theory test. Would he apologize? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> can you help me open this jar of pickles? <laughs> Gets punched again in the face. <laughs> Oh, man. For Mr. Undrafted, RK, you said spend money on a DT in free agency. Which free agent d- defensive tackle would you back up the Brinks trucks for then? If you spend money there, where where uh, where else would you want to go as far as free agency, and what would you pick in the draft? Chris Jones, uh, Eric Armstead, those are – Choose one. Mm, Jones. Okay. Either one of those makes me happy. Jones had 15 and a half sacks last year, and you get to steal him yeah, from the Chiefs. That's wild. And you, he has a chip on his shoulder, even though he might really not need one, but then he wants to beat the Chiefs. It's just good to have those guys. How much would you be willing to pay? What's the most? My, I mean, my blank check. 25? No. Okay. 20? 20. Yeah. 20. Yeah. So the highest paid player on the team? Yeah, it's fine with me. Yeah. Oh, uh, Vaughn probably makes a little more. Hey, yeah, in terms of cap space, he'll make more this year. Uh, yeah, back it up. You got eighty, spend. And yeah. Get elite players, not a bunch of regular guys. Yeah, I can get behind that. Big sexy. A comment on awkward food. Try red beans on top of chocolate cake. Don't knock it till you try it. Why? No, they're they're too. Uh, I was gonna say great things, depending on the chocolate cake, but. They're, they're good things. Just eat them separately. Again, if you hand me a plate that's chocolate cake covered in beans, I will try a bite. What would you rather have, that or strawberry mac, mac and cheese? cheese. <laughs> I really don't like strawberry milk. Well, that that's would a, be an issue. That's a deal breaker for me. It would be. Um, so I guess I would go with this. It just, why? I love beans, but in cake? <laughs> no. No. Maybe if they were baked in. Yeah, you can convince yourself it's chocolate <laughs> chips or something. <laughs> that just seems so unnecessary. It seems like a terrible surprise. <laughs> Beaten surprise. <laughs> Sounds like something they would serve at your like elementary school cafeteria. <laughs> the bean surprise. 
<laughs> Served with the side of Beano. Oh, God. <laughs> From Virginia Beach Broncos. You mentioned it, boys, but but my only sadness with the offensive coordinator change is the potential departure of T.C. McCartney as quarterback's coach. Everything I've read about his performance has been positive. Bias alert. I was a CU student when his dad was quarterback, and I want nothing but the best for him. I'm hoping that the organization will see what he could provide, a measure of consistency in the midst of this change. If he ends up leaving, what do you think TC's chances are of getting an opportunity elsewhere? Um, I actually agree with you on, on a lot of this. I think they would do well to stick with TC McCartney. Again, it's kind of like Kyle Shanahan's offensive coordinator, right? It doesn't have to be a star right then. It can be someone who you believe in for the future. And I think TC McCartney working with Pat Shermer would be amazing. TC has a real, uh, like a huge passion for this. He's already has a great rapport with Drew Locke. And I just, I think they would do well to keep him. Now, if they can get Mike Shula or um, DiFilippo, then I'm not going to crush them for that. I just think that it's something they should think long and hard about because, especially because of the relationship that TC and Drew have. They're really close. Is there any chance he stays in Denver not as a quarterback coach? Because if he does get fired here, the Broncos don't keep him, his opportunities probably are as like an offensive assistant. Right. Um, Well, there's expected to be a lot of change in San Francisco. And so I think it's a possibility that Scangarello goes and is actually the offensive coordinator in San Francisco, and then TC comes in as the quarterback's coach. Yep, I can see that. Um, so that's a possibility, but I also think it's a possibility that they keep him around. And from who I've talked to, it's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to get rid of him. Well, that's good news. All right, next one from Mountain Drew. Fellas, interested if Mace is on the show to get his take on Shermer as offensive coordinator. Is he, if he already hasn't joined us. Mace. It's at the Shrine Game, as we mentioned yesterday. He was there yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He'll be back with us on Thursday. Perfect. Wondering if he will bring me back to reality because I'm getting a little overzealous. Two former head coaches on the offensive staff, 12 draft picks, and over $80 million to play with, not to mention arguably the best defensive play caller in the league. I do it every offseason, but are the stars aligning? It always feels like that until they do or don't. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I'd love to just, like, be standing on the table telling you how it's on and the Broncos are going to be a Super Bowl contender next next year. But I've got to see them go to work. I've got to see them go get Chris Jones and re-sign Justin Simmons and get another guy and, you know, do that and hit on and hit on draft picks that we like. So, meh. Not yet. Yeah, I agree. Before we go on, you guys know supporting local businesses in our blood and we love the Denver Rubber Company. They're tried and true since 1972, and they are the most reliable partner for your long-term projects. They provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets to molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. And you know that the snow is here, so if you have any snow plow needs that involve rubber, hit up the Denver Rubber Company, and they will get you hooked up, customized, everything you need. Hit them up at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com slash dnvr. And guys, make sure that you join our fam so that you can check out the awesome film room that Andre wrote. This is this is must read. You need to you want to know what this offense is gonna look like? Well, it's gonna look a whole lot different from last year. And Andre gives literally the perfect breakdown of it. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, moving on, 
to Missouri Bronco. He says, guys, John always specifically mentioned winning the division and beating Kansas City in his postseason presser multiple times. Pat looks to be the better guy to do that, especially with Andy Reid links. I'm so excited to finally beat Kansas City because their fans are insufferable right now. I had to suspend my social media so I could stop seeing more red than I am right now with them in the title game. <laughs> Dan Burke, or no, Sausage saying a Harry again. He says, sorry to double dip here. John Albert Elway has not drafted any players from these notable football programs. Clemson, Notre Dame, USC, Texas. Maybe, maybe circumstance is a main reason no Alabama's, Alabama players have been picked. Maybe not. Well, what I'll say to that, Clemson, sure, has, has an argument. Notre Dame, eh. uh, yeah. USC, they haven't been good. And Texas, uh, I mean, kind of with USC, really haven't been like that good. Off the top of your head, just try to name the best player from any of these schools. No. Even I mean, Clemson. I, I, I was going to say, outside of who, a few guys? Yeah, like those those guys haven't necessarily taken the league by storm off the top of my head. Definitely not Notre Dame. Um, USC always has really good athletes. I'm sure there's a couple guys out there who are doing well in Texas. No. By the way, USC and Texas have been down for a while. Yes, a long. And Notre time. Dame, they always pretend to be up, but they never really are. Yeah, I I would be sketched out from Notre Dame players as well. Yep. From Bronco Brawler, hey guys, how would you feel about bringing Keenum back? I'm not sure if he'd take a cheap deal. Well, we've already talked about this, and I'm so, <laughs> so, so against it. And because of that, he's probably going to end up here, or Mike Glennon <laughs> or someone else. I really don't think it, it – maybe Mike Glennon, but I really don't think that would be a John move. He brought back Brock. Oh, man. I mean, they they paid to get rid of Case Keenum. Yep. Yeah, they didn't even want him in the – they just didn't want him around. Yep. Tells you enough. From Rob, just wanted to praise Andre's article on Shermer. If anyone hasn't subscribed, you're missing out on quality content. I have a much better understanding of what to expect from Shermer after reading Andre's breakdown. Mace's Pop-Tarts opinion is the right one. How Zach has made it this far in life without Hot Pockets and real Pop-Tarts. I thought his family was big on organic food or something. <laughs> then he talks about picking up guac for family dinners from Chipotle. Pronounced Chipotle. <laughs> Zach's childhood foods make no sense to me. Um... Hey, I have had a pop t- or a hot t- hot hot pocket. <laughs> yes, a hot tart. <laughs> Is that when you put it in the uh, toaster? That's when you slice open a, a hot pocket. Oh God! Toast a pop tart, put it in there, then <laughs> microwave it, and just kind of mishmash all the flavors so together. So you have ham, ooey gooey ham and cheese <laughs> with some with ooey gooey more. marshmallow <laughs> and chocolate, and some quote unquote bread. The thing is, I know for a fact that wouldn't taste bad. Oh, come on. Now we're getting – I mean, that's pretty much the strawberry mac and cheese. Which probably wouldn't taste bad. <laughs> so you're okay with it? So you want to try it? I want to try the hot tart. <laughs> <laughs> the hot tart. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Missouri Bronco, RK, stop with the bl- blasphemy that Kansas City can win this. Zach is right. They'll chiefs it. It's a verb. LOL. Yeah. yeah. No. Sorry, guys. It's it's better if you just start to come to terms with it. I just I watched another highlight reel of Derrick Henry. Man, he's an unstoppable force. <clears throat> the Chiefs are gonna. Patrick Mahomes was average in the first quarter. The Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. I felt it since before the playoffs. <laughs> I was trying to resist it. I I, I don't want. I, I I'm not resisting it anymore. They're winning. You'll be wrong. 
You'll be wrong, and you'll be happy about it. That's Next fine. one from Miller Light Six O Two. What's up, guys? First time commenter and subscriber. I have been listening to your podcast on Spotify for a while to see what it was about, and I've listened every weekday on the way to way to and from work since. You guys are awesome. I think this move was very surprising by the Broncos, especially with everyone saying Scangarello is coming back for sure in 2020. But I think this is exactly what the offense needs. As we said on previous podcasts, the offense with Scangarello was going to take too much time for Fangio for Fangio's liking. Keep up the good work and Ryan, my favorite food is sushi too, hands down. God, I love sushi. Welcome on board, Miller Lite. Do you eat sushi with a Miller Lite? You could. No, not really. I don't even really like getting the Japanese beers. Gotta keep all the room in my stomach saved for Mm, sushi. Yeah, and a beer. Sake though, I've recently come around on sake. Do you ever do the bomb? Again, I'm not 21. (laughs) He also said that. I mean, that was such a looking down on me face. Like, how do you even ask? I'm trying to eat sushi, not fill my stomach full of carbonation. (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, But I really do like sake now. Like, sometimes, like, I crave it. But not bombs. Do you drink it hot or cold? Only cold. Only cold. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Didn't know there was uh, an unfiltered. It's like it has more of like a cloudy mm. consistency. Okay, it's Mr. it's great. Yeah, Mr. Saki connoisseur. Over yes, here. I'm a big Saki guy. <laughs> big sexy says, did anyone realize Joe Burrow looks like the kid from Home Alone? LMBO was that a typo or did he really mean to say <laughs> laughing my butt off? Uh, probably. Keep it up, PG rated on here. Uh, now that you say say it, I definitely see it. Yeah, he does look um, like a less drugged out version of Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> um, and then Trevor Lawrence looks like sunshine. So we had oh, both, yeah. both we guys going. We had some uh, movie stars last night. Pastor Rhett. Bloof. Yes. Did I say Good that right job. to your standards? Yeah, two years later. <laughs> Andy Dalton is the s'mores Pop-Tart of the 2020 backup quarterback market. So he's saying he's the best backup quarterback available. Yeah. Okay. Do you agree? Would you want him here? I don't think he uh, – I think someone lets him start. I think so, too. I think it's another shot somewhere to, yeah. to kind of be a rookie's transition. A Joe yeah. Flacco. Someone's going to bring him in and say that he's in his prime. Except for he's a much better guy. Andy Dalton? Yeah. <laughs> he probably, yes. <laughs> he says Andy Dalton for QB2, and here's why. Looks like since he can save $17 million if they cut him, and I don't think any teams pick up that number. Well, that's not necessarily how that works. They would have to trade for him to, to pick up that number. They right. could, once he's cut, they can sign him for whatever they want. We might be able to bring him in for a lot less. He'd give us a backup who can keep us afloat if need be. He has experience in this league and won't be a threat to lock. Related, how much are each of you comfortable on spending on QB2? $5 million. I'll go up to 7 It's got to be the right guy. Yeah, Marcus Mariota? Sure. Yeah, sure. Five? Seven? Yeah, sure. <laughs> see, I want to feel good about my five. I just I see Marcus Mariota on the sidelines. He doesn't look like a good backup. Yeah. Man. It'd be crazy that the backup would be getting paid more than Drew. It happens a lot, though, with these young quarterbacks. I mean, Sam Bradford was making $20 million and someone else was making a bunch of money. Yeah, that's true. Next one coming in from... Uh, not Philip Lindsay. He says, hey, guys, it's definitely been a while. I've been experiencing some weird things in my life right now and just want to say that without your guys' pod, no joke, I might not be alive right now. No questions today, but I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you guys. 
Thanks again. Man, not Philip Lindsay. Uh, we're so happy that we can help you out, and we're so happy that you're still riding with us. And I truly, truly mean this like so seriously. I'm not just saying this. If you ever need anything, you ever need to reach out, you know how to reach me. Ryan at BSN. Sorry, Ryan at thednvr.com is my email. You can DM me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Do not hesitate. If you want to talk, I'm here for you. And me as well, Zach at thednvr.com at Zach Stevens DNVR. Uh, we love you. We love this community. And I mean, speaking of this community, Alex Preston chimes in and says, Hey man, if you need any help, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you find the necessary resources to get you through whatever's going on. Hell, I'm pretty sure much anyone in the community would be willing to help you. We stick together and Chubb club 55 says, hope you get through whatever is going on. Not Philip Lindsay. We are all behind you and that's it. We're, we're all behind you, Phil. We are your family. Yep. And you're our family. Exactly. So act accordingly, guys. All right, that's what she said. Says, hey, guys, just wondering what are your thoughts on how the Shermer hire will affect the Broncos draft strategy? Loved Andre's film room on Shermer. If anyone hasn't read it, they should check it out. Uh, shout out to RK. I'm all for the Bachelor talk, he says. <laughs> I refused to watch it until some friends of mine invited me to do a bracket, and now I'm hooked. Calling my shot here. I think Hannah B. and Peter end up together. That's, a, that's quite the call. Um, I'm not, there's a lot of Hannah B slander going on out there and I'm not here for that. I like Hannah B. I I ride with Hannah B. Man, they just, it's going to be the most drama filled season ever. (laughs) And after watching the first episode, I I can see why. But good on you for admitting that you like The Bachelor. Yes. It's the first step. Once you admit it, life is easier. Life is more fun. Totally. Dan Burke, chiming in again. Just got to throw out some names of How players. How many times is this for Dan Burke? <laughs> I feel like it's Maybe a like lot. Eight comments for Dan Burke today. <laughs> yes. And he wants to tell us the players that are connected to Shermer and are set to be free agents or are likely cap casualties. None of them are anything to write home about, but tell me if y'all are interested in them. Kyle Rudolph. He is, and he put TE2. If you're signing Kyle Rudolph, he is not your TE2. He is your TE1. He's going to be a lot, so no. Yeah. Uh, Jarek McKinnon receiving back. Uh, I mean, it would not be good news for Phil Lindsay if you did that. I say no. He's been injured all the time. Uh, Nelson Aguilar to play slot only. Yeah, he has a lot of issues with catching the ball, which is a thing you should probably <laughs> do really well if you're a professional wide receiver. But with that being said, I, it's, it's kind of one of those guys I'd be willing to take a flyer on it at the right price. Mike Remmer is for right tackle depth. I mean, he is Von Miller's son. It would be nice to reunite them. Um, But I just don't – I'm afraid that, like, every time Von Miller comes around a corner, he's going to, like, shudder (laughs) and have PTSD. So, really, for his sake, you don't want to pay him millions. Yeah, Yeah. just trying to help him out. That's nice It's a Kyle Sloter situation. (laughs) (laughs) Laquan Treadwell for depth and maybe blocking. I don't know. Miss me. Nate Solder, depth. Also to push bulls. Nate, Nate Solder is not depth. <sighs> yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. If he was depth. Cody Latimer. No. Eh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Minnesota Paul, right after listening to the pod, my coworker was toasting her Pop-Tart. There was some sort of debris left in the bottom of the toaster that started burning. She took her Pop-Tart out and ate it anyway. She says the smoketh flavor was a positive addition to her brown sugar Pop-Tart. Smoked Pop-Tarts may be the next big thing. Hey. Wow. I'll tell you what, if I can ever get uh, cinnamon I'll sugar brown, what, I'll tell you what, let me, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you can ever get that, I, <laughs> nope. I can only do you this. You can only do three, four words, I'll tell you what. 
Uh, I love when sugar gets burnt, so I'd be down for that. Yeah, it kind of crystallizes. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. Sounds good. All right, next one is a long one from Alaska Preston. He says, here's a hot take for you. Hot dogs aren't sandwiches. They're American sausage tacos. <laughs> Do you We're agree? overthinking it a little here. It, can it be like chili? It's a hot dog. Yes, exactly. Think about it. From the ground up, a taco is tortilla, ground meat, vegetables, sauce, and then cheese. Replace the tortilla with a bun. Then take the meat and put it in a tube. Replace the cumin and chili powder with unsavory animal parts. And boom, oh, gosh. you've got a hot dog. Don't at me. I'm right. We, we Don't worry. We won't at you. Also, RK, if you need a good keto pizza recipe, let me know. been going keto slash low carb for the last six months and then loving it. You don't have to tell me twice. Hit me up with the recipe. Uh, and now for a football question. Which fan base is the worst? If you've got the time, could you break down the worst division rival NFL and just general sports fan bases? So what's the worst fan base? Yeah. The Raiders. Yeah. I think so. And <laughs> yeah, the Raiders mm. are pretty bad. Uh, it, the only fan base in the AFC West that isn't really annoying is the Chargers, but that's because they don't exist. Right. Well, and just, just I think people may say the Chiefs just because they've been the only good team. When the Raiders, if they ever get good, which may not ever happen, but if they do, oh, man, you're going to hate hate their fan base. Yeah, their fan base sucks. Um Trying to think of some other sports. Obviously, Patriots fans are brutal. Redskins fans are terrible. Yes, yeah. they of still have fans. Barely, but the ones that do love to yell loudly. Speaking of Allie, uh, no, some people in the office are saying Phillies fans. No, Philly Philly fans <laughs> are great. I love Philly fans. Ryan's had a chance to interact with a lot of Philly fans. It's just uh, everything. It's comes just pure from passion. passion. Yeah. yeah, sure, they're yeah. good. Um, <laughs> Trying to think. CSU, probably not. <laughs> Just playing. Nebraska fans are can be really bad. Yes. Oh, my God. Not they're the people so that listen bad. to this podcast, of course, but <laughs> other ones. They say some really messed up things. At least they did on Twitter for mm. this rivalry game. Uh, there's this whole like thing where they they want to be classy, and a lot of them really are. Like When I was in Nebraska, I've told the story a million times. I was pissed at how nice they were being. <laughs> yeah. But then online, there's like this super dark side. Like... Darker than the dark sides of most fan bases. Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. Lakers yeah. fans. Yeah. Lakers oh, Lakers fans, fans are, are bad. Um, Only going to get Not worse. the ones that listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I mean. Do we need to give that? Success usually breeds bad things in fan bases. Yes, it does. Do we need to give that disclaimer about Raiders fans on this podcast? No, yeah, we okay. don't. Yeah, we they're the worst. So. Yeah. Uh, he keeps going. <laughs> Also, do you think Will Parks could be retained as a corner? I know this isn't Madden where you can just switch guys' positions with no consequences, but I feel like he's been fairly good in coverage. A defensive backfield of Callahan, Parks, Bosby, Simmons, and Jackson sounds dynamic AF to me. No. Dynamic Air Force. To oh, him. okay. Yeah. Dynamic. Uh, Air Force seems dynamic, so yeah, I can get behind that. Um, You can't move Will Parks to corner. He's not built for that. He did do an admirable job at nickel. You could maybe go down that road, but it's not ideal. Yeah, you don't really sign him to play nickel, though. Negative, false, positive. What happened to Jano now? Will he be a tight end or a running back or simply languish? Shermer seems to have a type of running back that he likes. It's not the build of Lindsay. Do you think Lindsay is in danger of falling out of favor? I heard Shermer is a huge Locke fan. I wonder if Skings wasn't sold on Locke. Any inside info on that? That is such a false narrative that is floating around. And it's just it's because of what we talked about earlier. 
maybe Scangarello's plan for Drew Locke was took a little more time than Vic and certainly the fan base. Uh, he and Tom McMahon got together and they were talking about the four-year plan. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, he is under contract for four years. You know who's not under contract for four years? Colby Wadman? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Might take him four years to open that pickle jar, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the little gherkin pickle jar. <laughs> what are you talking Gherkin? Yeah, little gherkins. They're called little gherkins. Pickles, little gherkins. They're little guys? Yeah, yeah. They're Zach sized pickles. Hey, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse um, me, what? <laughs> <laughs> you're the, uh, no, I guess you're, yeah, the, just, you're the mile, stop, mile wide inch deep guy. <laughs> what? No, that was you. <laughs> no, no, I'm the inch wide, mile deep. I care about personality. Whatever. <laughs> what do you guys talk about on this podcast? <laughs> we don't know. Uh, speaking of, from Lone Star Bronco, shout out to Mike Hawk for making my day. Also, shout out to the inevitable Mike Hunt that is coming, I'm sure. Yeah, we're definitely slowing that one down. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Toaster scrambles are the breakfast food... Toaster scrambles are the breakfast food the world has seemingly let fall through the cracks. Amazing stuff. Is he saying toaster strudels? Or is he saying the burnt ends of a Mm, Pop-Tart that fall to the bottom? No, but also he might be talking about toaster strudel made a a breakfast hot pocket. But the outside is toaster strudel. The inside is like eggs and cheese and sausage. So it's it's almost like a croissant. Yes. Mm. And it is really good. Yeah, that sounds good. Like on the go, pop. Pop them out. Oh, in the toaster. Yeah. Because oh, it's a toaster. Yep. Oh. Comes out. Wow. Yeah. It's great. Well, that sounds good. Nice and toasted. Whose stock rose the most in the national championship game that is draft eligible this year? Obviously, it can't be Burrow from number one overall to absolutely number one overall. Sounds like a Ryan thing to say. And it can't be Chase uh, or Stingley for future drafts. I thought um, Isaiah Simmons, re- I mean, he was doing it all. Like, I. I said in our group chat, he's like a a different version of Carl Mecklenburg. He can play every position. It's really true. I mean, I, it was so, he's so impressive. What do you consider him as coming out? What position would you put by him? Isaiah Simmons dash Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> he <laughs> nope. plays his own position. You got to give me one. Linebacker. Because that's what I thought, but I saw a draft person say safety and – I know he's going to play everywhere, so it doesn't really matter. But I thought if you draft him, he's he's your inside linebacker. I probably, I just don't think you can put him in a box like that. He's not a sandwich. He's not soup. <laughs> he's 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 Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, I like that. Um, what about the uh, the I, I'm I'm blanking on his first name. Queen from LSU. Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. Yeah. Yeah. He will, he will rock you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he will be some team's king. He'll, no, oh uh, yeah, that works too. I thought you were trying to do another queen reference. Oh, no. What? Do you have another one? I feel like uh, you definitely do. You have a few. I was gonna say no. I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. I, it wasn't appropriate. Just, oh, okay. From Luke Skylocker, and Elway we rust changing his handle to an Elway we trust is about one thing and one thing only. Everything has changed. I've noticed a major change in the DNVR pod. Broncos tweets, listener comments, and even Broncos stories on most sites. It's Drew Lock having our quarterback changes everything. I don't know how much, how many times I've said none of this matters until you or until you have your quarterback one. Well, we got him. 
Imagine if Flacco was still our quarterback and we had just switched to Sherman. Oh, God, that sent chills down my spine. <laughs> the whole offseason would be spent just dissecting how Shermer can get Flacco to you-know-what. I can't even say it without throwing up in my mouth a little bit. Now it's all fun. Now it matters. Even the fire Elway crowd will have to come around if Locke hits. Everything has changed. Great job as always, guys. May the force be with you. Well, thanks, Luke Skylocker, for chiming in. Yep. Next one coming in from McCaffrey Addict. Here's how I'd rank the ideal coaching situation. One, a great a great coach and staff that have been around for years. Two, searching for the right coach and staff, even if it means firing every year. Minimum two to three years for a head coach, though. And three, keeping the same bad coaches. Keeping Skeins isn't, quote, stability, it's consistency. I, and many others, including Vic, believe he is not the right guy, so to me, there is no benefit to keeping him around. I'm 1,000% in favor of this move. Drew Locke has an entire offseason as QB1. Their ceiling is higher. My optimism for this team next season has skyrocketed. Go Broncos. Good stuff. From Trelongo Bronco. Hey, guys, so what is Jano's role, if any, in this new offense? Much love. Like we mentioned, they're going to figure out ways to use him. You kind of have to. Yeah, you have to now. Bronco Nug says, Kelsey did did amazing in the Chiefs offense. Why can't Noah Fant become that for our offense with the new offensive coordinator? You said everyone but Fant would benefit. I really feel like this might be perfect for him with his speed. Yeah, and we talked about that. It was was a misconception. Right. Chub Club 55. Hey, boys. Hope all is well. Nothing to add other than a quick useless story. Love useless comments. (laughs) My wife and I have an old pug named Sherman, and and we've been calling him Pat Shermer ever since Shermer got the Giants job, and I now had Saquon on a couple fantasy teams. Now with Shermer headed to Denver, we might have to think about a full-on name change. All in all, I am very excited for the veteran hire. I think with a defensive-minded head coach, having an unproven offensive coordinator like Scangarello adds some unnecessary stress. Now with Shermer leading a hopefully competent offense, Vic can focus fully on defense without having to second-guess a rookie offensive coordinator. Thanks for everything you boys do. Making the office job fly by. Go Broncos. We definitely need pictures of Shermer the Bulldog. <laughs> yeah, Pat Shermer. Yes. yes. Uh, next from Jedi Joshua 3, and I believe the last one of the day, number 56, almost Ooh. threatened the record here. Hey, fellas, the West Virginia Jedi here. How much do you think the change to Shermer will affect free agency and the draft? I enjoy these pods during work where I drive a recycling truck. I saw Broncos will be playing in Pittsburgh next year. I'll definitely be going. Would love to meet up the crew if at all possible. It would be also be my first ever pro game to see the Broncos, who I've loved since 96 when I was 10 years old. Go Broncos and go DNBR. Oh, that's too cool. You'll have to get to that game, Jedi Joshua. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think to me it makes wide receiver the pick in the first round. Me too, unless for some reason they decide to go that way in free agency. Ugh. I think, like, if you were to get a wide receiver in the first round and add a guy like Aguilar, like, that's attractive to me. You need, you need three. It's not the worst thing if Deshaun's your fourth. It's a good thing. Yeah. In fact, I in le- if you don't go there in free agency, I'm convinced you need to draft two wide receivers now. Yes. In what? By the end of day two? If you went in the round in round four, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. One one and four. Get yourself another two day, Sean three. Hamilton. I like like a Duvernay, maybe in the third, something like that. Yeah. First and third. I think it's that important. Yeah, I think so, too. If this whole thing is going to work, it's that important. Yep. 
All right, before we leave you guys, as you may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. And our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. You simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free Sonicare. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to all the people who have given us new reviews on iTunes. I read every single one of them, and I appreciate all of them. We're on a pretty great five-star streak right now. I think like 10 or 12 in a row. Let's Uh, keep those going. Keep them rolling. We love you guys for that. Thanks to this community for being so awesome in all times, high times, low times, whatever. Uh, And we will talk to you guys tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. It's getting